I'm Grace, and I'm the host of this podcast, She Builds Me Up. She is my neighbor, my friend, my sister, my mentor, and my inspiration. She's the everyday woman that surrounds me all the time. We laugh together, we cry together, and we love together. I value her because of the amazing gifts she shares with me. Come and join my tribe, and let's build something amazing together. This is where we uplift one another, we let our guards down, we invest fully in one another, and we become stronger by doing so. Together, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of this weird world of adult friendships. We're going to combat our challenges and have fun while doing it. Okay, so we're doing episode 16 today, which kind of blows my mind that I've been consistently doing this for 16 weeks now, half of which feels like is in quarantine, but that's fine. Um, And I have one of my longest friendship friends, <laughs> I don't know how else to say that, on the phone, Carissa, if you want to say hi. Hey! Um, Carissa and I were just talking about how long we've been friends, and she moved to St. Louis, well, not to St. Louis, but to my, you know, neck of the woods of St. Louis in the summer of 94, so we have been friends for 26 years kind of blows my mind that we are old enough to say that we've been friends with people for 26 <laughs> years but that's you know it is what it is um and we've just we've always been very close um we're we went to the same school but you're in a different grade than I was um but we know each other from church um and then we've just I don't know like we've always been friends you came and lived with me out at college for a year and then you served a mission in Italy, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you came home. You came to my wedding. I went to your wedding. You have two kids. I have two kids. We've just we've been through it all together. So <laughs> we lived together again, I guess, after I came home yeah, from St. Louis. Yeah. And you and Jake, your husband, he was not your husband at the time, but you guys like pushed me to uh, talk to Ben. So I guess I have you to thank. Oh, of course. We, we have, you know, the verified, like, karaoke night when you guys first sang together. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of okay. fun. We had, like, our couples. We You guys were our, like, couple friends, so that was a good mm-hmm. time. And then both me and Ben were in your wedding, so that was exciting as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And now you're living in Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. And you were just, you love it there, right? Yeah, not cold right now which is wonderful oh i wish i could say the same so what tell us a little bit about your what you do and just a little bit about yourself um so i uh professionally i'm a gifted educator so i teach the gifted education like pull out classes in uh elementary school here Mm -hmm. um and uh i've been doing that for like almost 10 years i think now yeah I, I like it well lot. it's your dream well, job <laughs> yeah gifted ed is your dream job right like haven't you only been doing gifted ed since you've lived in dallas uh yes yes yeah i've, I've done a couple other different types of teaching growing up but uh, that's like what i wanted to do ever since i was in elementary school actually yeah i, I remember that um, so that's exciting that you finally were able to find an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so to dive into the topic for today, I want you to tell us what your topic is and why did you pick it? Well, um, it took me a little bit to, to decide on what I wanted to talk about, um, but then it became super obvious because it's what I love, which mm-hmm. is learning. Um, yes. So... I know Chris didn't mention this, but Happy Mother's Day yesterday and oh, yes. Teacher Appreciation Teacher Appreciation Week was yes, last week. Yes, that's which right. Which are two of my main hats that I wear: mm-hmm. um, being a mom and being a teacher. Um, and I think the one of the reasons I enjoy them so much, and one of the things that can help me be a good mom and a good teacher, is to be a lifelong learner and to embrace a growth mindset. Um, which, when I was growing up, the way I sort of had a catchphrase was to learn something every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that one of the qualities that I love that we picked, not we, but I guess I kind of helped you, but you picked this topic is because 
one thing that I really admire about you is that when you're when a task is placed in front of you, no matter what the task is, like the idea that you can't do it because you don't know how to do something is never crossed your mind. Almost to the point where it's kind of funny at times where you're just like, like, I just remember when we lived together, just some of the things that you would be working on, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, I just looked up this YouTube video to learn how to fix this random thing. And I just, I'm, I'm going to be able to do it. And then you always pulled through. And so I just think that's really admirable that like you, nothing stops you because the idea that you can't do something doesn't stop you. Instead, you say, well, how can I learn to do this thing that I need to learn how to do so that I can accomplish the thing that I need to accomplish? So Mm -hmm. I'm really, I've tried to adapt that lesson in my life as well, because there's no reason we can't learn to do something, right? Yeah, I I think it's, uh, I mean, you've you've simply explained sort of what that is, just the, I don't know, it's not really ambition, um, just the drive, the curiosity, the um, I wonder how, or let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom and dad really are a crucial part of that, raising me to be like that also. Mm-hmm. You know, just having, fostering that environment where, um, I mean, I remember all the time watching my, my parents lift things up out of the library um, and you know, read the instruction manuals and figure things out and that's part of how I learned Mm -hmm. to be like that yeah yeah um so to pull on your um educational background a little bit how did Mm -hmm. you come to realize how important learning was you just said that it was from your parents was there was there any part of your like education that kind of pushed you towards realizing just how important this is um yeah I mean I think Partly, every one of us can probably think of a teacher that has blessed your life and, um, you know, that you look back on your educational time and say, oh, I remember so-and-so, they really helped me have a great life or they helped teach me this. And um, so there's that, of course, aspect of it, um, realizing just how powerful teachers and, and education is. Mm-hmm. Um, but also things like... Um, I mean, I'm the oldest kid in my family. I'm the oldest of seven. Mm-hmm. And so watching them learn things was really rewarding and mm-hmm. um, realizing just the excitement that they all felt when they understood something new, whether that was, you know, playing the piano or uh, math or learning how to swim or whatever it was, just being so excited to, hey, I got it. Yeah. Um, and realizing how happy that makes people feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, go and on. Of course, in church, the same sort of thing. Like when I was a missionary, um, I interacted with a lot of people who were refugees or um, had had come from another country for other reasons, and just realizing how exciting it was for them to say, "Hey, you know, now I know how to do this marketable skill that I can have a job, or I learned this new language, so now I can interact in this society," and just how wonderfully. Uh, you know, how, how liberating that is yeah. to realize that knowledge can um, set you free. I, I was actually going to, I was really excited to share this Frederick, uh, Frederick Douglass quote with you all. Yes. So once you learn to read, you'll be forever free. Um, yes. But true to this topic, um, I went to WikiQuote to like tip the source and it totally isn't a real quote, but it sounds nice <laughs> um, and I believe it. <laughs> um, oh gosh, but yes. But it's not actually a Frederick Douglass quote, I guess. There's like no source made up, but still, I, I, I bet I he believed believe that. that you know, the more you learn, the more you can um, be free. Yes, <laughs> and I'm sure Frederick Douglass would have agreed with that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Um, so you touched a little bit on this idea of having a growth mindset. So that's, I guess, just give us a little background. What exactly is a growth mindset? Yeah. So um, it's a. a technical term um, in psychology. It's sort of gotten a buzz the last about 10 or 15 years. Um, the person who coined up the term, her name is Carol Dweck, um, mm-hmm. and she's a social psychologist. Um, she's a professor at Stanford, and basically, basically she was curious, um, you know, why is it that some kids or or adults, but um, her research was more on students, um, mm-hmm. why is it that some people 
really struggle when a challenge is put in front of them and they freeze or they avoid it? And why do some other kids uh, persist and are uh, motivated to work through a challenge? Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, there's got to be like some explanation for some of this. Um, and so what she discovered basically was this mindset that some people have a growth mindset and some people have a fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the growth mindset is where, um, you know, they understand, okay, I have these talents and abilities right now, but if I keep working and if I keep trying um, with different strategies or different efforts and whatever, that I will be able to get smarter and get better at things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even if I'm stuck, it's not the end of the world. Like, that's a good thing to have a challenge um, and just having that positive outlook towards challenges and things that are difficult. Whereas, like, a fixed mindset would be the opposite, where you say, oh, well, if I can't do something, it must just be a fact. I am not good at math, for example. Right. You know, oh, well, I can't do it. I never will be able to. Nothing's ever going to change it. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't sing, or whatever those, like, blanket um, statements. Mm-hmm. Um, I just so, read the mm-hmm. book Grit by Angela Duckworth. Have you read that book? You know, I haven't, but I figured you might bring it up or somebody else might have, have yes. thought about that. Um, well, I've read excerpts from it, but it's, but it's a similar. Yeah, we read it for book We read it for book club, I guess, a few months ago now. I don't remember what month it was, but um, it talked about that study that you just talked about, and then it also just had this quiz in there of, like, it just, it didn't say which answer was which, but it was pretty obvious. Like, And so just the idea of, like, how do you view intelligence and if you think mm-hmm. that, like, for example, calculus, is it possible that there are people out there that are just, no matter how hard they try, and no matter what they do, they're never going to be able to understand calculus? Or do you believe that if you try hard enough and you work through it, that you'll be able to do it? And obviously, the one is a, if you think the one thing, it's a fixed mindset mm-hmm. and the other is a growth. But it just really made me think because at first I was like, well, yeah, there's obviously people out there that can't do calculus. Like, it's just going to happen. But then I realized, like, the more that I read the book, obviously, spoiler alert, but, like, it's it's more about your mindset and, like, the growth potential versus the set amount of intelligence, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll have just a little tiny plug for my, my field here. Um, this does not mean that every child should be in the gifted program someday. That is not yeah. what it means. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's a good or a bad thing to be in either. Yeah. Um, this growth mindset doesn't necessarily mean, oh, everybody will be a genius if they just try hard enough. That's not what it means. Um, but it means that you can improve yourself yes. from wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, if you have a disability or something else that, uh, you know, that, that's going to, of course, impact your your outlook also. But but it's, it's more of like an improvement, not just like, a, oh, if I only work really hard, everybody can be a genius. So mm-hmm. that's just like the one caveat. That no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yes, no, I appreciate that. And so as I was taking this quiz on in the book Grit, I realized mm-hmm. that like at first I thought I had a fixed mindset because it just seemed like the obvious answers. But then if you it's a more it's a less straightforward quiz than you think so i guess the question is if we have a fixed mindset which i actually think the fixed mindset is a lot more common um how do we adapt to have more of a growth mindset if we currently have a fixed one Mm -hmm. um so so uh professor gillette has some suggestions on this and there's tons of books and things you can go read out there on the internet also um but the first step, of course, is realizing, hey, I want to have a growth mindset. Yeah. And, you know, as silly as some of those things sound, like telling yourself, hey, I should try these things. And just telling yourself them that you are capable and they are possible and having that uh, optimism, um, yeah. that's definitely part of it. Um, realizing, you know, that your brain, that for, for me, one of the, the straightforward things is like, saying, okay, when you were a kid, you obviously knew less than you know now. So mm-hmm. you are capable of learning things and growing things and completely changing the way that you act. You know, you, you don't work like a toddler brain anymore, no matter what. 
you're mm-hmm. <laughs> you're definitely you have come forward and you have learned lots of things in your life. Um, and so just maybe starting with that sort of attitude change, like, oh, I can become better at this. I can improve. Um, and uh, picking things that are are fun and interesting and um, ways to stretch your brain that will be motivating and personally gratifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting and, here. And the more. Go ahead. Oh, just. I was just going to say, and, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. Like, it's a positive feedback loop. You know, yeah. if you sit to yourself and you say, oh, well, I just finished learning 100 words in Arabic. Now I can totally do 1,000 more. Like, yeah. you know, the more you do something, the easier it will, will be. Right, right. Um, so I'm just sitting here thinking about... Um, the. We don't probably sit there and consciously say to ourselves... I don't like to learn. I'm not going to learn anything new today. But so I guess I'm just wondering, like, wh- where, how do you see this mind, the fixed mindset, like in actual life? Like, what are some examples of what that looks like? Because I feel like if we talk in specifics, it'll be a little more easier to understand. Right. Okay. Um, so the first example that comes to my mind is the copier at work. Yeah. Because it's a sort of a universal thing, right? Um, if you have a workplace, you probably have a printer, and mm-hmm. it probably jams and breaks, because they all do. I don't know why we haven't invented a better copier, but that's <laughs> a problem for somebody else to invent someday. But I don't care enough about printers to invent it, but I could if I wanted to. But, um, yeah. but the point is, you know, there's sort of this classic, oh, you know, what do you do when the printer jams? Okay? And there's, there's the person who walks up to it, and they're like, oh, man, the printer jams. Mm-hmm. You know, assuming you have the time to look at it for five minutes, some people I have seen so many times, they look at it and they go, oh, it's broken. Uh, well, I don't know how to fix that. And they walk away or they tell somebody else. Mm-hmm. And they get frustrated and irritated and and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they sort of stop and freeze. Yeah. Um, so that would be a fixed mindset. Like, there, there is a problem here. And instead of saying, oh, maybe I could figure this out, or uh, maybe I could read the steps, or ask somebody else, hey, did this already break? You know, just asking questions, or, mm-hmm. or learning, or anything. They just sort of freeze and stop and say, nope, I can't fix printers. I can't do it. The printer wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you just fixed and so a copy, a gross, didn't you? A gross mindset might not be that you have the perfect answer to how to fix the printer, but instead that you're saying, you know, I'm going to investigate, I'll look, if it's obvious how to fix it, I'll take the time to do it, and hey, maybe I won't fix it, but that's okay because I tried. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I love that, and I, I thought it was funny when I was texting back and forth with you about the topic, and I was like, well, you're really good at, you know, not letting, not knowing how to do something stop you. And you're like, huh, I guess that's why I fixed the copier today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. 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 That's you. Um, and it's not that, like, I have some, you know, magic ability to fix everything. Yeah. And I tell people, I tell coworkers and my children, same thing. Yeah. You know, wow, well, mom, you fixed my shoe. Okay, have I fixed a shoe the way that this was broken before? No, I haven't, but I have some basic principles, you know, super mm-hmm. glue, duct tape, you know, they fix most everything, so I can probably fix something. Cool. You know, just having that um, willingness to try mm-hmm. um, instead of realizing, oh, I've never done this before, and letting that, like, stop you. Absolutely. Um, well, just this idea of, like, well, I can learn how to do that, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. no big deal, you know? Um, it, you know, when I was starting this podcast, like I had no idea how to like record anything, what microphones to get, what website to use. I didn't know Mm -hmm. anything how to do it, Mm -hmm. but like, and so many people would have said, well, I guess I'm going to do that one day, but instead I just, you know, got on YouTube and Google and just figured it out, you know, Mm -hmm. and it turns out it wasn't that hard. So a lot of times something that we need to quote, learn how to do we let our, we stop ourselves when really the answer is not even that difficult. If you know what I'm saying. 
Well, and, and sometimes there, there is that hesitation also because um, it might fail. You know, yeah. you might not get it correct. Mm-hmm. You know, I have ruined things. I have broken things. I have cooked nasty things. <laughs> I have, you know, I have, I have, I do not have a perfect track record. Okay. Right, right. I, I have broken things more than they were broken before, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's and just realizing, okay, it's not always going to work. Um, I absolutely love the movie, the Meet the Robinsons mm-hmm. movie by Disney. Um, there's, there's a quote from Disney himself, by, from Walt Disney, so keep moving forward is like the mantra in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. the point of the movie, you know, is the, the, the challenges, the setbacks, the failures. They're saying, yay, we're so glad you failed. Yay, good job you failed, because that means you're learning another step forward to what yeah. will work in the yeah. future. Um, and it's just like such a positive outlook on things instead of going like, oh man, I can't fix the copier. Instead of like a positive, hey, mm-hmm. I know how to fix the copier. And then, it doesn't mean the next time it breaks, you'll know how to do it again because it might be something different that breaks. But it's just that, hey, you know, I am valuable. I am worthwhile contributing to my society. Yeah. Um, and th- same thing in parenting, you know, like, whoa, I caught that cut before it tipped over. Wow, I have awesome reflexes now, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, so you, you mentioned in your outline that you're this I can learn growth mindset um, has affected your relationships with others. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Oh, definitely. Um, this was... Um, for me, one of the most fun parts of my little notes that I wrote up for this talk, actually, because I think it's, well, first of all, it ties into the whole point of your podcast, right? It's how to be an adult friend, but also just how to make me happy. Like, these are the things that help me, help help my everyday life, right? Um, So, um, on the the small world things, like in my house right now, sitting in quarantine, right? This is what helps my everyday life be more fun. Um, You know, going on a walk with my preschooler, and he's like, oh, mom, look at that cool bug. Or like just this morning, hey, look at that bird. It was standing really still. So I just got out my phone, took a picture of it. And then we can use Google Lens and say, hey, look, that's this type of duck. Cool. And yeah. you know, it's, it's engaging with him. Um, I don't really care about ducks or trucks or all sorts of other things that I learn with him. But there they are. And he thinks it's the cool thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And same thing it, it, at my job with my students, like, knowing what a visco girl is and, you know, all these ridiculous pop culture things that I don't really care about. But, like, when I take the time to Google what they are, they're like, oh, my gosh, you know what that means? <gasps> You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that really matters, whatever. But um, And then also sort of in our community, um, you know, being an informed citizen to vote. I know politics is always in the media now, but um, I think it's really important to learn to know how to vote, uh, to be an informed voter. Yeah. Um, learning other languages so you can communicate with people. Um, I'm in Dallas, so Spanish is really very, very useful. I would say in non-quarantine world, at least once a week I speak Spanish with somebody who does not speak English proficiently. Oh, and it's wow. great that I know Spanish um, yeah. because it opens all these opportunities. Um and of course, being a good coworker and team member, learning things um, in any, you know, in, in church and all sorts of other responsibilities with my husband. Um, he loves lots of things that I do not care about, um, but it really shows that I love him when I go out there and say, hey, I saw this, or I heard this, or I know you care about this. Um, and so that helps strengthen all those relationships for sure. Yeah, so when you're approaching a relationship, let's use Jake as the example, your husband. What's going through your mind as far as like, okay, I got to go learn about something that he likes or like, how does that go in your mind? <laughs> um, well, it kind of depends. Sometimes I'll notice like something that he cares about will pop up, uh, you know, in the news because I, I read the news every once in a while, things will pop up on my feed. Um, I'm like, oh, this makes me think of Jake, and mm-hmm. what is this? Or things about his work, or, um, I don't know, it, it, I don't know if there's like a set formula, but 
Yeah. Just having that actual curiosity and genuine interest mm-hmm. um, in, instead of just like a, oh, how was your day? Okay, great. Yeah, okay, mine was great too. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just having a genuine interest in things. Um, and and Jacob first will be like, oh, she never does all of the same hobbies, of course, and, and that's fine. We're different people. We don't enjoy the same movies or whatever, yeah. but like I've learned a lot more about baseball, for example. Not that I'm like the biggest baseball fan ever, but I can understand the nuances of the game now because I understand more of the rules. Mm-hmm. So things, mm-hmm. things like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and I think it's interesting too if you think about the growth mindset. Um, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know the exact research on it, but um, how does it affect if you consider other people having growth mindsets? Or I guess I guess what I mean is I feel like there's a difference when I can tell myself, like, well, this person can change or this person could change their mind or this person can learn how to do something versus when I put them in this box where, like, oh, of course. do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of course. I mean, that's sort of a quintessential part of teaching, realizing that the small person in front of you is capable of so much more and that's why you're a teacher you know because someday hopefully they're going to go change the world and be a great person and that's why you're teaching them when they're 10 how to you know use the water fountain correctly <laughs> and how to yeah. not shove someone in the hallway because you want them to grow up to be a great citizen and yeah. a nice person and change the world um, so for sure having that optimistic um long-term perspective of things um and also specifically you know in my religious view also that's an important concept where it's not just hey i'm gonna be with these people but i'm gonna be with my family forever so Mm -hmm. i really expect and hope that they're gonna be better than what they are today not that they're not great now but yeah i'd love them to be better right um and and just having um you know with with strangers having that, hey, you know, maybe this is rough for them, but they'll get out of this. Maybe they'll turn into something wonderful later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that, ho- that homeless person today might be a lawyer in 10 years. You don't know. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Well, I just think about, okay. like, your friendships in your life um, or other family relationships, and it's just such mm-hmm. a different way of looking at people when you recognize a flaw in them because they're your friend and you know them well, but you can just say, you know what, like they're working on that and they're going to come around someday. And I have my flaws too. And I'm going to work on that. And we're all going to become better people in the next little while. I think when you look at people that way, it's a lot easier to be patient with other people's flaws and your own flaws for that matter. And it's a lot easier to just be understanding and like to foster friendship and build up the parts build other people's parts up that need building up and to let them, you know what I'm saying, do the same for you. Oh, of course. I, I hate to tell you this, but you're not a perfect person. Oh, <laughs> I what? still am your friend, you know? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we, we have gone through, like you said, 26 years. We're not all 26 years of being good friends to each other, right? Right, um, yeah. But we've definitely gotten better at the things that are annoying to each other and, um, you know, same thing with, our, our spouses, with our siblings, with our parents, you know, anything that you look at with that positive outlook, that growth mindset of, you know what, we can all change and we can become better versions of ourselves. We can improve ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. It just really, the, the risk of starting a friendship or starting a relationship isn't quite so dramatic where it's like, oh, well, maybe if I start a conversation with the, the the, I don't know, the grocery store clerk, maybe they can be a great friend someday. Yeah. You know. That's a good point. That's a really good point as far as starting out friendships because you can okay. know that the friendship can grow. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to reflect this idea back onto yourself, how mm-hmm. has this affected your self-view? Um, so, yeah, I thought... I, I, I've been looking at this question, and I'm, like, not really sure. I'm glad you gave me notes on this one, because I apparently don't know how to talk about my, my own self-worth very much, which is a total ridiculous thing. But um, just sort of having that, like, I can do things, 
I can do hard things mindset has really been helpful for me when things haven't gone my way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when I graduated in college and was like, okay, now what am I supposed to do with my life, God? I don't really know. And I didn't feel like I got great, clear answers or, you know, magical signs from heaven or anything. Or when I was like, okay, I would really love to find a guy. I would really love to have a relationship that works out and things didn't work mm-hmm. the way I expected yeah. Um, having that confidence that, well, clearly not my fault. Like, I'm a great person. Um, and then realizing also, okay, well, maybe I can improve myself. Maybe I can go learn um, to enjoy other hobbies. Or, you know, maybe I will go to these parties to watch, you know, baseball games or something. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't care about baseball, but it's something I can go learn. And I can go make friends. And yeah. uh, so I guess just having that resiliency in in the face of challenges uh, and the confidence on the one hand to be like, you know what, I'm a great person just how I am, but yeah. also to say, you know what, I can also improve myself. Yeah. So, you know, to, to have a purpose and a value for myself, but then also have a place to move forward to. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one thing that I was thinking about, because I kind of asked myself these same questions when I prepare and when I thought about like, because as I said, I've tried to adapt this same growth mindset for myself as well. And I just think um, there's this idea of feeling powerful because you can't be stopped by anything. Um, I follow this one influencer. She's the only influencer I follow, actually. Um, Her name's Allison Faulkner, and I listen to her podcast, but she just came out with these t-shirts that say, she can't be stopped and there's this poem that goes with it and it's it's great um I don't have it on myself right now but anyway just this idea of like there's nothing that can get in my way of becoming the person that I want to become or of getting the things done that I want to get done that's just a very empowering and a very self-confidence building thought and if you don't have this idea that you can learn to do new things and like nothing's gonna stop me even my own ignorance is not gonna stop me it's just empowering, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something that I've come to lately where I, I feel powerful. I feel assured of myself, and I just feel like I can do anything. And if I can't do it, I can learn how to do it. And I think that's, I guess that's where I was coming from mm-hmm. when I asked that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it is definitely a sense of power. Um, like I was saying, the, the, the incorrect Frederick uh, Douglass quote, right? That, you know, learning to read makes you free. Yeah. But it really is just that knowledge is power. You know, the, what is that from Schoolhouse Rock, right? Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, you can learn new things. And especially, you know, in our world today where knowledge is such an easy thing to get, we don't have to, you know, for the vast majority of human history, we've had to rely on only a few people who are literate even. Only mm-hmm. a few people had ever traveled outside of their little village. Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't have the knowledge in your house or from your pastor or from the, the village scientist guy, I mean, that was it. That was the only access to anything you had. And you probably didn't have a book in your house. Yeah. You know? And, and just how wonderful it is to live at this time when we can do really an internet search and find just about everything. Yeah. I mean, you can learn anything on YouTube. That's why my like I say that all the time. Like, oh, I learned it on YouTube. Learn on YouTube. I mean, I learned how to braid my hair. I learned how to, you know, mm-hmm. do yeah. gel nails. Like even little insignificant things. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I remember it might have been when I lived with you when I finally learned how to French braid my hair, and it was just because I looked up a video on YouTube. Like for some reason, <laughs> that had never occurred to me. And it was just like all those years, I told myself I don't know how to French braid. And then it was like mm-hmm. a simple video and I could do it within, you know, a day or two after practicing as, as well, obviously. But, and now I can yeah, French braid. And if I want to have a French braided hairstyle, I can do it myself. I don't have to like tell myself, oh, I wish I could have hair like that. Once there again, an insignificant example, example, but a good one. Yeah, um, no, that's perfect. And yeah. That's, that's exactly it. So many people I have heard that exact thing. They say, oh, I can't French braid my own hair. Well, have you tried have you <laughs> have you practiced it? You know? Yeah. Have you yep. have you looked it up? And 
and I kid you not, half the time when I am talking with either my kids or, or with people at work or people on the street, because, yeah, I talk to random people, too. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know this? Like, what? I had no idea. Or, no, I've never tried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy what you can learn. Um, mm-hmm. So, you... Okay, let's see. So let's say that we're stuck and we don't have the energy to know what to learn or how to learn. Because, like, sometimes I just think we don't even have, we're not, it's not even in our minds to think about, I could learn how to French braid. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're just stuck in a routine. Yes. Yes. I hear you on that. Yes. Especially in quarantine. I have had so much of a routine. Oh, gosh. Me too. I, I have not been so good at this. That is for sure. Yes. But it is possible. Um, sort of build these things and so for me um and I didn't not that these are not that it's, I don't know it's not even a really a conscious thing for me anymore um but but it it was at one point sort of more of a conscious decision but um so some things that helped me have this uh learn something every day sort of mindset mm-hmm. um are just sort of building it into my everyday routine so for example um I have a bunch of cookbooks. Um, I love cooking. I love mm-hmm. cooking new things, using new ingredients, stuff like that. Um, and for a long time, um, I've sort of had this, like, every time I go grocery shopping, um, I'm going to try one new ingredient. Yeah. Or I'm going to try to go through my cookbook and pick something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing, like, if I'm... Um, watching Magic School Bus because if you don't know guys, Magic School Bus is the best thing ever. Oh yes, we love Magic School Bus. <laughs> and there's also a new series that just came out. Um, it's like the updated Magic oh, yeah. School Bus on Netflix. We've watched and, that too. Yeah, so you know, things like that where um, it doesn't have to be not, not that like all screen time can be bad or good because that's way too generic but you can choose things that are educational um, and have that be a fun thing. So, like, Mr. Rogers, for example, is our other... So, we don't watch, like, almost any TV at all. But we love Mr. Rogers and we love Magic School Bus. Yeah. So, Mr. Rogers, like, what does he do? He goes and, like, he has these little adventures through his neighborhood. They learn, like, how do you make a rocking chair? And they go to a rocking chair factory. I don't know. I've never been to a rocking chair factory. Let's find out. And there we are. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just these sort of little things where it's built into your everyday life. Um, mm-hmm. Or like the story I was saying earlier where um, getting out of the house to go for a walk and because uh, I'm a strong believer in, in traveling. I already told Grace, like, I was sort of bummed that Shearson's episode from last week, I totally could have said the exact same thing. It's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yes. Um, the adventuring. So, right. So that, that sort of helps it too, right? Um, mm-hmm. So you're you're just going to have to learn things if you're in a new environment. Like, hey, I've never been here before. I wonder what this is like. I wonder what this is. Um, uh, so things that, um, you know, are just out there in front of you. Instead of just sort of walking past them, taking that moment to be like, oh, well, what is that ad talking mm-hmm. about? Or what is that company? Yeah. You know, how many times have you seen the same billboard but you don't actually register what it is? Yeah, that's or true. Have, how many times have you looked out your backyard and you don't know what the name is of the tree that you're looking at? Yeah. And like, that's sort of silly. If you've been there, you know, that's an excuse for you to learn something new. Yeah. Um, so even if you're just staying inside your own apartment, house, whatever, you have a lot of things that you could um, learn. And toddlers and preschoolers and kids in general are sort of naturally, they ask questions a lot. Um, so just listening to them. Mm-hmm. And um, whether the full, like, actual explanation of why the car works or if it's a very short, brief explanation, you know, mm-hmm. of how the car works, it, it's interesting to them and help you be on your toes, too. Yeah. So fostering curiosity mm-hmm. is the biggest yeah. thing, it sounds like. And mm-hmm. the other thing that I was thinking about as far as what I do is I just feel like... um I realized, this is probably a year or two ago now, I just realized, like, I, you know, I was filling my time up with so much mindless, non, 
enriching things um such as you know scrolling instagram and social media and watching netflix and not educational netflix like non-educational netflix and (laughs) just filling my time with the stuff that was doing Mm -hmm. nothing for me and i feel like i i realized that i needed to make a conscious choice to Mm -hmm. enrich my mind intellectually because that's something that i really miss about you know the single college days is you know, we would get together and we would discuss, like, I remember this one time me and you talked about the idea of the concept of zero, like the number zero, and, like, we were Googling stuff <laughs> and, like, all this weird stuff, but, like, I feel like that was, like, a common thing. It's or like I, you were taking Arabic and they invented the number. Oh, that's right. It, yeah, I was taking Arabic. That's right. It's probably because of that. It was. Um, and yeah. then mm-hmm. I had another roommate where once a week we would watch a documentary and then we would stay up all night talking about it, like, with a, some other mm-hmm. people were there, too, but... And I just miss mm-hmm. that, like, enriching intellectual stimulation. And so I just realized, like, I can't sit here and talk about how I miss intellectual stimulation and then I spend all of my spare time <laughs> scrolling Instagram yeah. and watching Netflix. And so it's like I... It's, it's something that's in your face, you know. Yes, somebody, yes. It pops up, hey, Grace posted a cute picture of her kids. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to look at it. That's right. But then should I stay and scroll for 500 other pictures of children? Probably not. Uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if right next to that on my phone, you know, I have the Duolingo app for, I actually am working on Arabic right now. Oh, good. Probably because of stuff. Um, I'm still, like, on less than, like, nothing interesting. It's the book alphabet. Anyway, but, you know, it's right there staring me in the face. Um, I have the Khan Academy Kids app for my preschooler right next to the YouTube app, you know, mm-hmm. and he knows that those are... If you don't know, that's a great app for kids also. Okay. Free. Khan Academy Kids. Um, if you're familiar with Khan Academy itself, they have all sorts of grown-up things. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. being locked into those free, there's tons of those free courses. Yeah. But, you know, once, once you just start one of those things, um, or having a subscription to a magazine or a online thing, yeah. that's another thing that I do that sort of makes it in my face but not, like, annoying. So, yeah. like, every week if I get, you know, the the summary of the New York Times uh, top news or if I get, you know, the parenting updates for my, what is your child expected to do in this yeah, development yeah. age, you know, or if I get the, you know, what is in season at the farmer's market this week or whatever, those sort of things just pop up and that's me learning something and being exposed to things without a lot of extra work. Right, um, yeah, yeah. So that, that helps too, getting crossword puzzles because I'm a linguist geeky nerd. Yeah, but, you know, love learning, but that means I learn new words. I don't know, lots of things like that where um, it, it'll. I don't know. It probably also helps to be ADD, like to have an ADHD <laughs> brain where it's like, oh, tangent, tangent, tangent. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, and I just can't help you there if you're not already sorry. <laughs> right, and I, I'm not. Unfortunately, I guess. Um, <laughs> but no, I just. No, it's good. You probably get things done more than I do. Uh, maybe. But the point being is that I made the conscious choice to start reading more. And so, like, I just was, I I think part of this is just this idea. I was like, okay, like, I want intellectual stimulation in my life. So what am I going to do about it? I'm going to read more. And then Mm -hmm. I didn't just want to read more. I also want to, like, have the discussion part of it. So I just asked two of my friends, like, hey let's read the classics, you know? Like, that's what people back in those days when these mm-hmm. books were written did. That was their entertainment back then is they would read these books and then get around and talk to each other about it. So, like, let's mm-hmm. bring that back. And, um, that was so true. And I love, well, okay, so I balance reading classic literature with, like, current nonfiction because I can't, whew, they're heavy. They're deep. Oh, yeah, no, they I know. A lot, they take a lot out of you. But, like, you think about those classics also, you know, you were saying you were reading Count of Monte Cristo or, like, Les Mis, all these big, fat books. Partly, they're that big and fat because, like, there wasn't Wikipedia back then. So it's not like today I read something and it's like, oh, and we were walking down this street and we saw this church. No, now he has to be like, oh, well, I can't go, like, look that up on Google Maps to find out where that is. So instead, Victor Hugh goes on this huge, like, let me, let me tell you about this street, guys. Let me oh, tell you about this church. Let me tell you about these tunnels and these catacombs and everything, because you can't Google it. Have now you read Les Mis? The books don't have to be that like seven hundred pages long, but oh, but yeah, man. yeah. 
books are great. So read it. They are. Amen. I I still don't know if I can recommend Les Mis. That was one that we did a couple months ago for this book club I'm talking about, and it was it was a beast, man. It was a beast. It's rough. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I like classic literature, like I said, um, uh, in doses, and and I I always, if at all possible, try to do the audiobook because. It's more engaging to have people talking and, you know, sexy British accents and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, those are hard. But, but they weren't distracted by other things 200 years ago in the same way that we are. That's so. a really good point. I've never thought of that. I, maybe Victor yeah, so Hugo isn't so bad after all. I said maybe Victor Hugo isn't so bad after all. Oh, no, of course. Like, I sort of had that epiphany probably, yeah, like maybe 10 or 15 years ago when I read the news. I was like, oh my gosh, this is because there was no internet and, like, you know, you couldn't sit there and look up. I mean, because maybe not everybody does this, but when I read books now, I'm often like, oh, well, I'm curious about this, or this makes me think about that, or I wonder what this word means. Like, they didn't have that, so they had to sit there and explain all these things in super, super detail. Hmm. Um, but, okay. but that sort of brings to the next question. You said um, you were going to ask me here about the don't feel bad quitting thing. Yeah, so um, you said try anything once, don't feel bad quitting. So how do we yeah. balance, find the balance of being okay quitting and persevering to continue? Mm-hmm. So I think this is a perfect example of it. Okay, so Les Mis is a great classic book. There are wonderful reasons why things are classic literature, but I cannot stand a whole bunch of things on those classic, like BBC list, you know, best one hundred books of mm-hmm. whatever. Like I have started and quit so many of those classic books because I cannot. Like, okay, Oliver Twist, I will never finish that book. It is, in, I, I, like, was crying by page five. Like, I can't handle it. No, not happening. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Diggins. You're a great man, and I love Christmas Carol. But, no. So, and, and, and that's fine. I don't think it's a, it's a problem. Yeah. You know, just because, just because I love words and linguistics was my major, and, you know, I love figuring out the history of all sorts of things, does that mean that you should? Yeah, absolutely fine if you're like, wow, that's cool. I don't care why coffee is pronounced differently across the U.S. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, you know, that's totally fine. Um, and I think, um, as Ms. Trizzle says, take chances, make mistakes, get messy. Like, you won't know if you like something unless you try it. Um, but then part of this whole growth mindset also is, saying it's okay to stop if something is not working don't just keep doing it Um, you know if if you find out well I really don't like something Uh, I don't know Indian food which is ridiculous because I love Indian you should all love Indian food but if for some reason you don't that's okay you shouldn't like force yourself to keep eating it if it's awful and you really don't like it and you've tried like 12 types of curry and you're like nope still weird spice you don't like it like that's okay yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's the end of the world. It just means try something else. Like, maybe you say, okay, I hate radishes. I am never eating them again. But then you're like, oh, maybe I can cook them. I, I did not even know this. You can cook radishes. They're really? wonderful. They're like potatoes. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I was not really a radish fan. And um, they were getting squishy. And, hey, you can cook them, and they're great. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, trying new things. Uh, does not always work out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but if, if it doesn't, then you learn something and you can move on and you say, check, it doesn't work and that's okay. But then if you never, if you never try it, how are you going to know? Right. Um, and so what, it goes with that, like living with regret sort of thing that you had a couple of. Yeah, no, this, what you're saying is tying into multiple episodes, but the episode I was just thinking of that it ties into last week's episode about adventuring. When I told Ben, um, my husband about what topic you were going to talk about, he's like, Oh, that makes sense. She's an, she's an adventurous learner. And I was like, that's exactly what this is. Like you're an adventurous Mm -hmm. learner. Like you will, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what the, like radishes, let's learn about radishes. (laughs) Um, and I, I think that's awesome. Box, um, imperfect produce, and they like have options. Anyway, it's great. And anyway, so yeah. That's what it, but yeah, like try try new things. Yeah, try new things. Um, 
Well, I think um, you already answered the question of that was my last question, but I guess I'll just say um, last thing, what would be your like succinct piece of advice for other people as far as adventurous learning goes? Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a succinct way. Um, to just encourage that curiosity. Um, you know, the glory of God is intelligence is one of our passages of scripture and you know that's what you get to take with you when you die right um the things that really matter most fostering relationships with people uh you know being able to connect with other people especially you know during this quarantine time right how do we get ourselves connected to other people a lot of it is through knowledge Mm -hmm. um and it's probably easier than you might think yeah. You probably have all of these things staring in your face already, like, when do babies start keeping? Or, what type of cockroach is on my ground? Or, you know, what's the recipe for a tamale or whatever? Like, those are all learning things. So give yourself some credit. You probably already do this all the time. I'm sure you Google stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, but then just sort of embrace that with other people, too. You know, take, take the time to write down those stories Grandma is rambling off. You know, actually listen to your coworker talk about how they love essential oils or whatever. You know, yeah. um, help your kids actually learn their answers to their five million questions every day. Yeah, and um, you you might find something you didn't expect, and they're great. Um, and uh, it's okay to wait and find out the answer later. Also, you know, you don't have to like instantly figure out all of these things. Um, in teaching world, we have something called a parking lot. Mm-hmm. where in my classroom at any point in time because they're always welcome to get up and put a post-it note on the wall um, with any question that they have about anything and mm-hmm. at some point later on like when it's downtime I go through and I answer them oh um, that's cool so that's totally totally fine um, you, you can instantly know things like Google Lens is the coolest app ever it auto-translates you like you hold it up it mm-hmm. auto-translates it recognizes animals plants Famous architecture is great. You know, you can do that some, but you can also sit and wait and put yourself on hold and go to the library because it doesn't matter the time scale as much as the effort put into it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, Well, I just want to thank you for coming on and being willing to talk about your passion that you're very good at. I know you're busy right now because you're a teacher, so you're having to deal with virtual teaching on top of having a newborn-ish I guess he's not a newborn, is he? He was born yeah, on Christmas uh, Eve. Four months. Oh, yeah, he's born man. Yeah, Christmas Eve. So. Yes, Christmas Eve, baby. Either way, so you went yeah. from maternity leave to virtual <laughs> teaching, and then you have a toddler as well. And I know you're crazy busy, so I appreciate that you were willing to put together this outline and come on to this um, no, my, podcast. No, my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. So thank you, and we will go ahead and wrap this up. If you are enjoying this podcast or other episodes, I would encourage you to go on to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the best way that you can support me. I really appreciate any feedback that I can get from my listeners. You can always follow me on Instagram at SheBuildsMeUp for any updates, or you can email me directly from the link in my Instagram. Thank you, and I love hearing from my listeners.